I'm happy tonight. I'm happy. Do you know why I'm happy? I'm happy because I am alive, right? Now, I run into people all the time. How you doing? And I'm doing good. I'm on the right side of the soil today. I'm on the top side of the ground. I woke up this morning, they'll say. But you know why I'm happy? Because I am alive. Because we've been learning the last few weeks who we really are. This man, the reason that Peter Whiteberg came back just a couple of months after being here a few weeks ago is because when he sings, he sings songs about the sonship, the fatherhood, the righteousness, the grace that we are alive and we are complete in Christ. I am not happy because my body is still walking on this earth. I am happy because my spirit man is alive knowing who he is, who he belongs to, and the purpose that I was created for. That's why I'm happy today. Because I am alive. Alive. My spirit man. There are people sitting in churches all over this country that love the Lord, but they don't know who they are, and their spirit man is asleep, I tell you. Asleep. Asleep at the wheel. And I ain't swinging. Thank you. One person got that. Before I get into the meat of my message, though, I've got to do one thing, and that is I haven't given any marriage tips in a while. And since my spirit man is alive, I've got to share the marriage tip of the night. And that is when y'all get mad at each other and you're getting ready to go, stop and count to ten. Okay, just count to ten. Because if you don't just go right back, a lot of different things can be said. Then the other, I'm going to give you three tips right here, back to back to back. Marriage tips. Number two, pray. Take those ten seconds and pray. Just pray, Lord. Don't let my, don't let my emotional soulish man take over the situation. Let the Spirit of God reign through me. Pray, like Jeannie did. When we would just about go at each other's throats, she'd pray. Lord, help me not to murder Justin. Just, Lord, help me keep from killing him. I don't want to go to prison. Third marriage tip. You get a trifecta tonight. Three of them. You're getting three for the price of one tonight. This came from Drew. Drew Shirley was here last week, and I forgot to announce it. Our, 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 our wayward Lost adopted son from Yakima, Washington, that spent a good part of last year with us, came and visited this week, and, and we were t- telling him I was going to do a marriage tip, and he said, oh, hey, I, I read something. said, if you will hold each other's hands. If you're mad and you're getting ready, just hold each other's hands. That touch will change things. Hold each other's hands. So if we do all three, If we stop for 10 seconds, we pray not to murder him, and we're holding hands, 
Pretty cool things can happen. Pray together. I'm, gonna throw in an, I'm just going to throw in an extra one there. Pray, pray together. Not when you're mad. Just pray together. Okay? Jeremiah 29, 13 is a wonderful verse. And if you don't know it, we just need to turn there and take time. And This is a verse that is one of our cornerstones and one of the most inspiring verses. I said 13, it's actually 11. 13 is good too. We'll read them both. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Now, um, we talked about Judy Mustaine, who sang a couple of weeks ago. What I want to know is how many of you can say that prayer that she says? I shared it with you two weeks in a row. I'm going to do it again. How many of you can say, great things happen to my family each and every day? Great, amazing, wonderful, powerful, and mighty things happen to me and my family every day. And if you can't say that, we're living in fear. Because if we're living in faith, we know that whatever we're going through. I'm going to tell you something. I, there, there's some stuff going on in here. I'm, I'm going to wake you all up tonight. There's some heavy stuff going on in here. I'm not blaming the devil. I just know some situations. I know some people. I can read people from across the rodeo arena that's 175 foot wide. I can read what's going on in here. Y'all need to wake up and need to listen. I don't do this very often, but there's some serious, serious stuff going on. I don't know exactly what it is. I know Roy lost his daddy this week. I know some other things I don't want to bring up. I know there's people fighting some physical things in here. I know there's some serious, serious things going on. All right? I want you to know that you can live in faith knowing he's going to get you through these situations because he wants you to prosper. But for so long we have read this verse of Scripture and we have thought, well, when is the money going to come in if he wants me to prosper? When is this going to happen? I'm going to tell you where prosperity is, and it's just a different way of saying the same thing we've been telling you for several weeks right now. You know what God showed me this week? You know what prosperity is? Prosperity is knowing you are the righteousness of God. And in Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek His righteousness. What is prosperity? Knowing that I am, like we talked about last week, who I am knowing that I am the person that Peter Whitebird sang about tonight. That is prosperity. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Not harm you. 
That's not God. Life will harm you, but God's there to pick you up. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is alive in me. I am alive. Say it. I am alive. Mean it. I am alive. My spirit man is alive. Now, I don't yell at you. I don't get this excited very often, but y'all need woke up. Y'all need woke up. I am alive. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He was resurrected on the inside of me, and he is alive. Therefore, I am alive. I am alive. Not the preacher down the street, not the missionary, not the guy on TV, not the guy that's got all the money. I am alive because he wants me to prosper. And he wants me to prosper knowing I'm forgiven, knowing I'm worthy. And all the stuff we've been trying to tell you. I, I left here last week going, man, I felt beating myself up. God, why, have you, why do you keep telling me that, I need, that these people need to understand their worthiness and the righteousness i found out later this week that it takes 28 times to change a habit seven down 21 more to go for you guys paul said paul was alive right paul was alive when he walked on this earth and, and he took Christianity to the Gentiles, he was alive and he said, in whatsoever state I am, I'm going to be content. I've had lots of money. I've had no money. I've had health. I've had sickness. I've had good standing. I've been run out of town. But in whatsoever state I am, I'm going to be content because he was alive to the Spirit of God that was inside of him. He was alive. Today we need to live as convincing proofs that Jesus lives and the kingdom of God that the Bible talks about that Jesus mentioned all the time. The kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom of God that Jesus talked, it's within me. Now we need to wake up to it. We need to understand what it is and what it can mean. But we need to be awakened. Today, we are the story. Today, we are the story that most people will hear and see about Jesus. If you're walking in fear and you've got that frown on your face and you've got them worry wrinkles crinkled up like this all the time because you don't know how you're going to get out of this jam, you don't know what you're going to do with that wayward kid, or you don't know how in the world you're going to keep from killing your spouse the next day, You're living in fear. You're not living in faith, knowing that he's going to get you through it. Guys, there's a reason I've been called to be a pastor. The reason I've been called to be a pastor is because I had to have something that made me study. Now, a lot of you may not believe this but I was not the best student in school because I didn't want to study I'm just I'm 
my mind doesn't work that. I'm not a good set in a classroom and listen to somebody lecture. We're all smart in different areas. But God knew he called me to be a pastor because I had to study. And as I studied, I got a hunger to find out who I really am. And I got to digging and trying to figure out how to live by faith, how to, how to cultivate the good things of my marriage, and how to be a good dad. Not that I'm perfect on any of those things. But if you're alive in who you are, there's got to be a hunger. There's got to be a hunger to find out more about the God who loves you so much he put all your sins on Jesus. If you got a hunger, you're... Oh, I, I love what Peter said. If you'll seek after him, you'll, you'll fall in love with him. If you'll seek, you will find. If you'll seek him, you will fall in love with him. Now, I, I thought I was seeking him by reading my Bible and praying and going to church. But until I found out he loved me anyway and he wanted to be my father and he's forgiven me, that's when I really, that's when it started getting deep and good. I met a guy, matter of fact, I, I, I saw him this weekend. We had a big high school rodeo down in Lazy Arena. It was Kansas and Oklahoma. They call it the Border Bash, and it was just spectacular weekend and they got three two arenas inside the lazy e and one arena outside that's covered and and it's just you get to see the people from both states and see the kids compete and it's awesome i got to visit with a lot of people it was the best church service i've ever been to i got i'm not talking about sunday morning i'm not about all day saturday and all day sunday i got to talk to a saddle maker travis mcintyre Makes a lot of good saddles. Lives down in Yale, Oklahoma. I ride one of his saddles and have for a long time. And he's very well known and respected. He's got an 11-year-old boy that's been going through chemo for a year. He's got the bad stuff. Man. He got to telling me he was so thankful that they've gone on maintenance here lately. Which means they have, they're not going in every other day like they have been. They're just getting to go every couple weeks. He had such a glow on him. I mean, this kid. You know, I've conquered a lot of fear. I'm living in faith in a lot of ways. But I'm telling you what, when, when we got to spend spring break in, in the dadgum emergency room with my kid, I mean, we've been in and out of the hospital a, over a dozen times just this year. I, it's hard when it's your kid. You know what I mean? It's hard when it's your kid. But I'm going to tell you what, this man had an 11-year-old boy that had cancer and this guy was lit up. Are you listening to me? This man was lit up. You know why he was lit up? I didn't know why he was lit up until I got to talking to him. I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, give me a word because that's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I talk to people about marriage down there. I talk to different people about finances. I talk to the people about sickness and theology. It was church. I'm telling you, every day is church if we go at it that way. I told him what we've been learning here. It's, Lord, quit, I said, we need to quit asking God for all the, all the answered prayer and all the genie in a bottle stuff. 
and, and just by faith say, Lord, I thank you because that faith is what brings. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to get me through this. He said, that's what we're doing. That's what we've been doing. I said, well, that's great. I'm trying to make a long story short here. I said, but here, I said, it sounds like you've got a foundation. I don't usually share this with somebody until later after we've had a, a deeper conversation, but I'm going to tell you, the next part of your healing process, listen to me, people, the next part of your healing process is this. When you go through this and you get across to that promised land, you go across that river and you get there and you set your kid on that other side, it's time to go back across that river and find that person that's going through, getting ready to go through it with their kid and say, hey, we've been there. We saw God all over the place. We felt God. We, we've seen his face in the bad times. It was bad, but then he showed up, and we got power and grace to get through it. And day by day, we got through it. Help them along. He said, we are. That's, what, that's why I'm smiling. He said, our community in Yale, Oklahoma, raised $21,000 to help with our medical expenses. He said, we have good insurance. We don't need $21,000. This is a saddle maker, guys. Saddle makers, they do it because they love it. They don't, they don't get rich making saddles. He said, we've got, we've got three couples that we're walking through this with right now. And one of them don't have very good insurance. My wife and I have been praying about it, and God told us to give that couple $21,000. Wow. I don't know, I, I didn't get into, I, I wanted to get into, who, who has been leading you? Somebody has been teaching you the good stuff. Praise God. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Getting late. I ain't even getting started. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Ephesians 4. I'm going to read a passage of Ephesians 4. I'm just finding a place where we can, I can shut this down, and I have. Um, Ephesians 4, 29. Ephesians 4, 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Oh! Boy, that little four-letter word has escaped me, or five, whatever it is. Their needs. Huh? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful. Let the stuff that's helpful in building others up according to their needs. Where's prosperity? Knowing who you are and what you're here for. Knowing you're righteous and you're here to help other people get across that river. Being alive in Christ. That's our purpose in life. That's where prosperity is. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. In whatsoever state I am, I'm going to be content. Uh, skip down to, verse, uh, to chapter 5, verse 2, and let's read soon as I can find it. Be imitators. I'll start with verse 1 since I can't find where verse 2 starts. Be imitators of God. That's a good verse anyway. Therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. 
not the verse I was looking for. But that's all right. That's good stuff. Drew was here, and we talked a lot about predestination. He's had a little bit of a struggle understanding when I tell him that God didn't pre-design everything to happen. God's will doesn't happen just because it happened. But we've been programmed to believe that whatever happens will happen. God's got it all planned out. No, he knows it's going to happen, but he's not planned it out. He planned, he planned it out all right. He planned on Adam having a perfect place to live, and Adam chose wrong. We're going to live with the consequences of bad decisions. So life happens right now. Trains come across the tracks. Slow drivers pull out in front of you. You get the picture. I told him, this is what God, I, I, was, just, I was just praying, and Lord, help me have the words to help him through this. And this is what God said. Same thing I've mentioned tonight. Number one, live by faith. Seek his purpose on how to serve other people. This is God's purpose. This is what he predestined. He predestined us. This is what he wanted. He predesigned a plan for us to live by faith, to seek his purpose and serve other people. And, thank you, Lord, believe that I'm good enough to carry it all out. Amen. Believe that I'm righteous enough, worthy enough, and good enough to carry it all out. And if we believe by faith and seek his purpose in serving others and know that we're good enough to carry it out, I guarantee you, you'll walk around and it'll be everything you can do. When you're in public, to keep from shouting, I am alive! I am alive. Kelly has a hard time not doing that. Kelly gets it. He is alive. I, I've worked cattle with Kelly. That will test whether you're really alive or not. I'm alive maybe 70% of the time. The other 30%, I'm working cattle, and I'm not alive. Kelly's alive even working cattle. That's saying something. Man, I'm glad I'm alive. I'm glad I'm alive. I'm telling you, if y'all get a hold of this and find out who you are and seek God's purpose, people's going to want what you have, and they'll just have to have it. You people will change this whole world, not to mention our community along the way. God's good. He's real. He does amazing, powerful, wonderful, great things each and every day for me and my family. And you're my family, and I'm grateful. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that I'm alive. And I thank you that I'm alive only because your son did it all for us 2,000 years ago. Lord, I thank you that I'm alive. I thank you that I'm alive and that we know our purpose. Lord, I thank you for your word that's alive, not just in this book, but alive in me. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to memorize verses, but when somebody comes with a need and I pray through faith to give it to me, those words show up. Lord, I pray that that will penetrate people's hearts and they'll believe that the same thing that happens to me every day can happen to them and they can 
see the light turn on in somebody's eyes. Lord, help these people realize that's where life begins. That's where we're reborn. That's where we're born again is living by faith and helping others and knowing we're good enough to do it even when we fall short. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Lord, I thank you for Colton. Lord, I thank you for Ian. And I thank you for the others that are part of our family that are serving our country. Lord, I pray, I pray for wisdom. I pray for physical, emotional strength. Lord, I pray for our country. I pray that I pray right now for the soldiers there around. They'll feel God's presence on them. Lord, I speak life over Peter Whitebird's ministry. Lord, I speak direction. I, I speak energy and healing. Lord, right now, I thank you that they are going to have direction. And, Lord, I thank you that the right people that need to be in place are going to be at the right time, and their spirit man will be awake to see it all. Thank you for your wisdom and not ours, Lord. Thank you that I'm alive tonight.